0: welcome to the made for memories podcast where we explore the sport and business of fishing and the great outdoors in canada presented by len thompson and northern king lures here are your hosts brother and sister duo brad pallister and jessica pallister dew and welcome back to the made for memories podcast today we have a new guest lisa roper is an outdoor enthusiast social influencer and an advocate for women in hunting and fishing over the past few years she has broken barriers by becoming the first female brand ambassador for several outdoor brands including here at len thompson lisa is passionate about education and conservation her love for the great outdoors is infectious and she has recently doubled down her commitment to supporting women in the outdoors by starting a series of Destination Ladies Fishing Adventures, the most recent of which was an ice fishing retreat in Lac La Lavish Alberta. Please help us in welcoming the lovely Lisa Roper.
1: Well, thank you so much, Jess. Thanks for having me, Jess and Brad, appreciate
2: it. Yay, Lisa. <laughs>
0: So, uh, Lisa, it's very fitting that we are talking to you you today, because today is International Women's Day. It is, yes. And uh, that was not planned, but that (laughs) is a happy coincidence. It is, yes. Are you doing anything to celebrate today?
1: You know, I just did some social media posts today. Uh, just kind of looking back on some of the events that I have been able to put together, where we had a lot of women come together, uh, be it the ice fishing event or the open water events, some rifle courses, and uh, just celebrating those moments and just reflecting. So, I'm um, super proud of the women that have shown up and, and been a part of those adventures.
0: Let's start by having you tell the story. Of why you decided to carve out this space for yourself in the outdoor influencer world.
1: I, I grew up hunting and fishing my whole life. Uh, very blessed to be uh, in a family where we did a lot of camping and uh, you know hunting, fishing, quadding, just being outdoors. I mean, our weekends were usually, hey, which lake or river are we going to this weekend? Or you know, uh, we we get together with a group of people and and go camping spent a lot of time with my brothers outdoors doing all kinds of different things, whether we were just alone by ourselves kind of out in the back 40 doing something or or we were on a family uh, trip outdoors. And so, um, you know, I guess I was very lucky to, to be able to do all of these great things. And, um, you know, and then my dad passed away who was my best friend. And, you know, he, um, we did a lot of things together and as we, we both, you know, got older and, and relationships changed and we became even closer and, and, uh, spending a lot of time together. And it was funny, you know, some of the fishing and hunting trips changed in that, you know, I remember this one hunting trip we went on and we were hunting moose, he had a moose tag and we spent the entire day together. I left Sherwood Park at like 4am, met him my vehicle, jumped in his, and I don't. I don't think that day we said more than ten words to each other, and it was absolutely a day I'll remember forever. It was just closeness, and and just the country we we traveled that day. We oh, it was amazing, and um you know, and then and then he passed, and then it was really tough. Grief, grief is ugly, and it's hard, and um you know, I just couldn't seem to get over uh, the death of my dad. Still struggle with it sometimes, you know. It comes in waves, and um, I needed to figure out a way to take all of that pain and, um, I guess, ugliness at times, and turn it into something really positive. And I couldn't figure out a way to do that at first. And then I remember sitting um, on the couch. It was like December sixteenth, and I said, "Okay," I started writing down all the things my dad had given me. You know, strength and encouragement and. Um, this ability to take on the outdoor world and, and be comfortable in the outdoor world. Right. I could, I could do hunts on my own. I could go fishing on my own. I knew how to operate machinery to whatever. And, and as I was writing, I was looking at this thinking, well, the best way I could honor my dad was to be able to give these gifts to other women. And it was a changing moment that I realized I could bring my dad along with me. And, um, in a positive way and be able to take those gifts and skills and memories and his smile and uh and take it with us and and this is when i decided to take the outdoor on outdoors on and uh and make a difference and start tearing down walls and building people up and i believe my dad would be super proud (laughs)
0: Um, so one thing that, uh, people might not know is that Lisa took me under her wing a little bit. She invited me to come up fishing with her at a point where I had met her once and did not know her very well. And we really, really clicked and she has taught me so much and has given me so much confidence in, uh, my ability to handle fish being a key one um and my confidence in that and i think just the ability to to land more fish and have the opportunity to you know explore that world a little bit more and some big fish we've caught some big fish (laughs) fish?
1: (laughs) and you've done a great job such a great job
2: lisa maybe you could help my friend mitch learn how to handle fish
1: oh oh okay mitch
0: needs a little help (laughs) mitch won't touch a fish (laughs) oh okay he's gotten better
2: over the years but sure i
0: i I need to share this photo with you from their last trip which was two years ago now but mitch is holding the lake trout like this like as far away from him as he possibly can
1: (laughs) well mitch if you're watching i'd be more than happy let's have some fun (laughs) Uh,
2: in his defense he has gotten significantly better
0: So I had mentioned in your uh, little biography there that I read that we just uh, came off of an ice fishing event that I was able to attend that you put on in Lackawbush, the Ladies Ice Fishing Adventure. And that is one of your seminars is handling fish. Correct. Tell us about that.
1: Well, um, you know, I I believe that uh, the health and safety of the fish is so important. And so catch and release is super important to me, Uh, not only to me, but for future generations. I mean, if we don't handle the fish correctly now, I mean, you know, what, what do we, what are we going to give future generations? And so um, I'm a big believer in training the trainer. And so if I can help, you know, a handful of people like we did at the ice fishing adventure and, you know, you spend that time teaching uh, you know, the group of women that we, that we, Taught, and you teach them how to properly catch and release a the fish. Then hopefully, you know, they take that back to the people they're with, their families, their friends, and suddenly, you know, they're teaching more people how to catch and release a fish properly.
2: I I, I remember even, uh, you know, teaching my daughter to hold a fish, and the first fish she caught, which was just last year, all on her own. Nice. She was so excited, and that first little. Eight inch trout got a pretty good hug that first that first time. Mm -hmm. And uh the second time we were able to gradually, you know, move because it wasn't quite as exciting. So we could gradually move on how to more safely handle the fish. And I think lots of people do get worried that they're hurting it, Mm -hmm. hurting the fish, and that almost they get a little bit more tense, um, you know, scared to, you know how to how to how to protect it, right? So
1: yeah, absolutely. And I think that's most things in life, right? When we're a little bit scared or, or we don't know exactly what to do, then yeah, I think it almost makes it a little bit worse because then we, we mishandle them by, by accident because we just, we start to panic and we're like, Oh my goodness. And so, you know, the fish starts to squirm a little bit. And so we squeeze harder when really that just hurts them. If we just rock them back a little bit in the cups of our hands, you know, you can handle them a little better or, you know, whatever uh situation is, but yeah. Um, but so congratulations to your daughter. Let's just highlight that ah. first. <laughs>
2: <clears throat> yeah, that was, that was, that was definitely a memory that'll last a lifetime for sure for both yes. of us, hopefully.
1: Yes. And, and I mean, that's exactly what it's all about is, is having those forever memories. And, and I'm going to relate that back to the catch and release properly so we can continue to have those memories.
2: So Lisa, one of the things that we were trying to do with this pod is, is explore a little bit deeper into uh, kind of the business of the outdoors, and because mm-hmm. that's that's my, I mean, yeah, I watch, I listen to a lot of business podcasts, and there really wasn't one for for the fishing kind of side that I could find, anyways. kind of skirts it, but I think lots of people wonder, like, how do you take a passion that you have, mm-hmm. and how do you attempt to work it to something that is monetized like how what's the process of doing that how do you how do you go about doing that
1: well there's a few key things that that have to happen um first and foremost um you, you you nailed it you have to have a passion a real passion right um and that passion has to be you know the fishing the outdoors the the hunting whatever it is has to be um your inspiration not money or or trying to make a name for yourself i mean you have to really stay focused on why why you ever got into it in the first place and it's because you love it and always reminding yourself you know because because man you get lost a little bit and and sometimes you know the road isn't always smooth and you have to remind yourself why you're doing it and and why you're here and why you want to make a difference and um so that's first for me second i mean there there are amazing people in the outdoors and um you know Rely, leaning on them to help open some doors. I mean, definitely, it it's reality, and I think every um, workforce out there is that we need help, right? We you can't solely do anything on your own. It takes a community to raise a child. It takes a community to to make a difference. And so um, hands up, off hands to uh, to the people that have helped me or lifted me up, um, you know, there's you guys, there's, uh, I can name, I don't, I, actually I'm not gonna name because I don't wanna miss anybody and then I feel really bad. So there are some huge people that definitely open doors and I, I can't thank them enough for that. So, and then from there, um, you have to work really hard and you have to continue to work really hard. And uh, just when you kind of think, okay there, you know, maybe I made, little headway you got to keep working and you got to keep going and keep building your outdoor resume and um you know keep knocking down doors and and uh or knocking on doors hopefully you knock them down a little too but (laughs) um you know and and really i guess having that vision as to why you want to make a difference and what sets you apart from making a difference right are you are you again, it goes back to why are you in in to do this, right? Um, To, for me, it's uh, because I wanna make a difference for women, right? I want women to know that they can do this, whatever this is, right? Whether it be fishing or hunting or just getting outdoors on their own, uh, taking their child with them, whatever it is, um, you know, they can do it and i want to be able to provide them with an opportunity be it through video photo, social media platforms writing um what have you and um you know i hope i hope more companies can see the value in that and i hope that i continue to grow
2: i think lots of companies do see the value in that i think i think the uh the it's 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 pretty common conversation in the industry to talk about how do we reach out to to the uh women's side of our of our of our market because it's a huge number of of anglers but as a percentage it's not as huge and so how do you destigmatize uh that this isn't just a guy's a guy's game like how do you how do you how do you get how do you get more people comfortable, more ladies comfortable with coming out and trying fishing or hunting. So, how do you do that?
1: Well, I think for me, um, by putting on courses, I think that that's been a huge uh, success. And you know, when you look at a couple of weeks ago, putting on the ladies ice fishing adventure, um, I mean, I had no idea, but I've been told that it's one of the largest, or it is the largest in Canada. So that was huge. Um, huh. We had fifty women show up. I mean it was sold out first, first time, first annual. I mean, I want it to be an annual event, but it was the first time we put it together and to have it sold out and have 50 women show up and build this community was, it was absolutely humbling and such a dream come true because I want, it, I want to be able to touch and help women, right? And and be able to make a difference for them and, and watch them succeed. And, and I got to see all of that that weekend and it was beautiful. Um, and you know, I've done courses in the summer where I, I teach, um, kind of same idea. I teach a workshop, um, fishing workshop, and then we go, uh, fishing on the open water. Um, I've done courses, uh, rifle courses on, you know, shooting and hunting, um, things like that. And so I think the more that, that I can continue to reach out and and put on courses and the more that I can show on social media, like I'm not, I'm one that's going to do it first and then talk about it and show you not just one that's just going to say, do this, do this. It's like, no, I've done this and this is what I've learned. And this is how I need to grow. And, and, and when I see that, you know, um, I need to work on something because I didn't do very well. I'm the first one to go, go after that and work on it and and improve. So, you know, I'm, I'm right beside the ladies out there trying to make a difference and trying to improve my skills.
2: I hear that you were uh, introducing my sister to firearms on your last meeting.
0: She's introduced oh. me to firearms twice now. Yes, twice. Oh,
2: good golly.
0: <laughs> and she's done
1: amazing. Like, I'm not just, I'm not saying that. Like, Jess is definitely, her hand-eye coordination is is phenomenal. I Actually, was
0: impressed. we did, uh, back in the day, I worked at a mutual fund company. And they did a, uh, what is it called? Team building kind of activity. And it was handguns, shooting handguns. Mm-hmm. And another male-dominated type of industry, and I developed a quick re- reputation because all of my shots were landing a little bit below the belt. So people were, you know, a little afraid of me <laughs> for some time. Um, so that's my my other one. But circling back to Brad's question about uh, encouraging women in the outdoors, one thing that I wanted to say is mentorship. And I think that's what you, Lisa, are providing so many women. But I think it's important to find a mentor that you click with. And it doesn't have to be female, although that helps when you're a woman, because it just helps, you know, reaffirm that you can do this on your own. And Mm Lisa is a good example of that because she does so much on her own. She hunts on her own. She fishes on her own. Um, But one question that I have for you, Lisa, is I think that being a woman in this space, of influence you have to be pretty brave and you have to develop a thick skin how do you handle criticism in this space
1: yeah it's, it's at times it's not it's not easy right um yeah you still get people that say some very inappropriate comments and some things that can kind of kick you down a little bit right and um I try to remember uh shoulders up head up you know if um if people are making those comments and people are making some noise and it must mean you're doing something right and um and i just gotta keep moving forward and i gotta keep believing in what i'm doing and and um you know you have the naysayers out there uh you know i've heard things like do you really catch your own fish um are you really out there on your own um you know uh, all kinds of things and um I know in my heart what I'm doing and I know uh, what I've accomplished and I feel good about that. And I guess that's why I, ju- I can just keep moving forward and, and uh, keep doing what I'm doing. Um, it's just such a loaded question. I'm not sure I can, it's hard, at times it's hard. And, um, and so for other women out there that are, are maybe struggling with it, if, if I was to give a piece of advice is um, continue to be you, be strong, be beautiful. Um, don't back down. You know who you are. You know who you are.
2: So continue to be you. I think Good that's all advice. advice. Yeah. Yeah. You, you gotta, you gotta. That's that's not just women, that's all people really. You just gotta be you. Know you. Know you. Absolutely.
0: There are a lot of people who reach out to us who send us an email saying. Hey, I just started an Instagram account. Will you sponsor me? Mm -hmm. There's a ton of people who do that. So, um, one thing that I was curious to know from you, Lisa is, you know, how do you approach sponsorships if you're interested in working with a new partner? Um, because, Sending an email saying, will you sponsor me because I have an Instagram account is not the way to do it. Just as an FYI for anybody who is curious about being a brand ambassador, um, you have to offer value to the company that you're, you're hoping to create a partnership with. So I'm just curious to know if you have an approach or, or what you've learned along the way, as you've built up your portfolio of sponsors, because you do have some pretty big name sponsors under your belt now. You are a ambassador for us, of course, <laughs> of course. but also Bass Pro, Cabela's, yeah. um, Spy Point, Zebco, uh, who el- uh, Jiffy, Jiffy Drills, Ice Drills, Quantum. My Quantum.
1: Yeah. yeah, no, it's uh, it feels great. It's amazing, but I'm a big believer uh, in building a friendship long before I ever ask for anything, because I believe I believe in family and I believe in a relationship um so if there is somebody a company out there that I'm interested in I start building that relationship long before I ever ask for anything and I want to know about you I want to know about your company I want to know about your family if you're willing to share um and usually from there it's what can I do for you how can I help you and uh and then from there, hopefully we can develop a relationship, and and uh, hopefully you see value in what I in what I can do, and and we can start a sponsorship together. But um, but always a friendship partnership first. In um, friendship, sorry, yeah, friendship partnership, family ship, like all of that first and um, and foremost, because because I'm not I'm not just into this, and I said it before, this isn't just. It's not about the money it's not about um it's about making a difference and knowing who's in my corner and because sometimes this can be a bit hard you know uh being a female in the industry and call it what it is i need to know who's in my corner and i don't i don't want a company name to just be a name i i I need to know jess and brad i need to know your mom and dad you know at least their name and, and a handshake and and that all means a lot to me and you know if something goes sideways i know that i can call you and and we can have a conversation and, and and it means a lot. It means a lot to me and I hope it means a lot to you. So that's my approach.
0: How does that change when you're working with like a larger scale sponsorship?
1: A larger scale sponsorship, uh, for an example, I guess, let's go there. Like Cabela's Bass Pro. I mean, yes, they are a larger scale, but they're still, you still can dial down into a store, right? You still dial down into, um, you know, for an example, Bass Pro in Calgary. I mean, I've developed some amazing relationships with the fishing department guys, um, with the the gun uh, department guys, and and guys and girls. Um, but anyways, and same with uh, Cabela's store. So same idea, right? I mean, I've I've gotten to build some amazing relationships with the staff there, and so to me, that's still building that family. It's still building the relationship and, and knowing like the fishing staff at fast pro, I mean, geez, I got to see, you know, wedding pictures of their kids and, and grad pictures. And, you know, I mean, that, that means something to me, right. That that's what it's about. And, um, and I feel like I, you know, made a difference and, and hopefully, you know, hopefully that they feel the same way.
2: <laughs> I, I know they do. I know they do.
0: I saw Brad smirk when you said um, building relationships with the people who were on the floor at retail shops because i think that that's and especially you know pre covid <laughs> that's something that Brad and i really uh, like to do is do market tours and go talk to the people on the floor um, and it's something that Brad's been a big promoter of when i joined the company as well because at the end of the day they're talking to the people who are going in for the first time being like hey i want to take a fishing or hey i'm going here or what do you recommend and that's when that five of diamonds gets put in the shopping basket. So, um, I think that that's hugely important too. I yep. agreed.
1: very
2: much. So. so if, if Rachel my wife is listening, this is why we have to stop to every Canadian dealer across the country. This is a reason why we go in and talk to these people. Yep,
1: I think it's important.
0: <laughs> Brad, do you have any other questions for Lisa?
2: No. No, you've 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 nailed them all. you got them covered.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, Lisa, I gave you a heads up before we hit record on this podcast that uh, you would be participating in a session called Rapid Fire. So, um, Rapid Fire is where we uh, ask our guest a series of eight questions, and we give you a thirty-second timer. So, your answers have to theoretically um, Hit within this when. um, or else you lose a point.
2: Okay, okay.
0: <laughs> Brad's Brad is pretty pretty about this game, which kind of surprises me. He called himself a ruly oh, in
2: really? our last
0: session. Um, I tend to take a little bit more of a relaxed approach because that is my personality. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> are you ready? It's called rapid fire for a reason. Okay. First question, and I'll show you the timer so you kind of know how much time you have. Okay. Question number one. What was your most memorable catch? Uh I have
1: to say I would have to say ice fishing. Um my personal best pike was Okay, I'm going to do two. My personal best, ice fishing pike. Um, huge pike. Loved it. Unbelievable. And my second would be my big walleye with you on the boat because it was my first time fishing with you and it was a limp hump swim lure. And I'm not just saying that because you're here, but that was absolutely unbelievable.
0: The walleye is one of my favorite memories, too. It was sunset. It was the end of a fabulous wow. day. It was this gorgeous fish. It was all on camera. Um mm-hmm
2: you can watch that five minute video on the, on the, on the website too, right, Jess?
0: Yes. It's on our website and it's on our YouTube page. And I'm probably going to share it alongside this podcast. If I can figure out how to do that, there's show right. notes, I think. So we'll All do right. that. that. Check was- it out in the show notes. Okay. Question number two, um, favorite lure and how to fish it. Go a uh,
1: great ghost without a doubt. Uh, number 13, um, it is phenomenal. How to fish it, two different ways, Um, trolling, uh, somewhere between 1.7, 2.1 for speed, uh, depending on your weather conditions. And the other way that I love to fish it is casting. Uh, So just cast it out, let it drop about good 10 to 20 seconds and then reel back nice and slow, pull, pull, and, and reel. Give it a try, you'll love it.
2: Two points, nailed it.
0: Brad looks really impressed right now. (laughs) Question number three. This one probably doesn't need a 30 second timer, but you might have to think about it for a while because it's a big question, okay? You have to give up one thing, hunting or fishing. Which do you give up?
1: Okay, I'm just saying, I've been asked this a bazillion times. I dislike this question.
0: You know you don't actually have to give it up, right, Lisa? It's just a hypothetical reality.
1: Hypothetical reality, I would give up hunting. Because I love fishing that much, and I am that passionate, and there's just all-season fishing, so I'm giving up hunting.
0: I'm just going to stop the timer because that's under 30 seconds. Good choice, Lisa. Number four. We endorse that
2: choice. (laughs) Awesome.
0: Number four, ice fishing or open water fishing and why?
1: Oh, oh, that's unfair. Uh, Oh man. Okay. um, Open water fishing because I get to travel more. It's super warm. Um, I've caught more multi-species fish open water, but I I, I love ice fishing and I catch some really nice fish, but open water.
2: Yep, hands down. Winning. You want to this game.
0: <laughs> Question number five: okay. What adventure are you most excited about going into twenty twenty two? Oh, uh,
1: hmm, hmm, I don't know. Um, probably fishing one of the northern saskatchewan lodges that are i can't say but it's coming up working on it i would say that's probably yeah headed
0: north headed north in an undisclosed location
2: have you been to this location before is it a new location it's a new location oh exciting
0: (laughs) yes Super (laughs) (laughs) super excited Question number six, what's your favorite thing to teach? We kind of talked about this earlier, but we'll ask it in a rapid fire. What's your favorite thing to teach?
1: My favorite of all favorites to teach is catch and release. Um, Proper health uh, of the fish. I can't stress it enough. I love it. I'm passionate about it and I will teach it all day long. It's my
2: thing.
0: 15 seconds. Does she get extra points for that?
2: Hmm. No. What? Man. but you might get an extra point if you get all eight
0: okay crunch time number seven terrible. your advice for people who are new to the sport of fishing general advice best advice
1: best advice first and foremost is have fun just just have fun um pick up a rod pick up a limb thompson lure pick up a rod, pick up a lure, have some fun, go out, cast a line, and just just go fish. And uh, if I can give another piece of advice with that is each year or each season, just try to pick up a new technique. And as you go within two or three years, you've got a whole gamut of techniques to pull from. Some question, some
0: Where question. question. Where do you learn those techniques?
1: Uh, you can go on Google, you can go on any social media platform like myself. I do lots of tip Tuesdays and all kinds of great stuff. YouTube channels, uh, check out. I know Len Thompson does her own, there's all kinds of, uh, great places to look up tips on and techniques on fishing.
2: So what, what's, what's, uh, what's your other, like, I, I know you might be feel obligated to say Len Thompson is your favorite, but you don't have to. What's your other, like, go-to confidence, uh, lure and or technique?
1: Um, depending on fish or season or <laughs>
2: <Okay>. <laughs> really, yeah.
1: I mean, ice fishing, um, so would be a jig. Like I do use big sky flies and jigs or just a regular, you know, jig head with a, a grub on it and a frozen minnow. That is my second go-to, um, And for, let's say, open water, um, I I will use the same. Or I recently just got into the uh, ripping jigs from from Rapala. Amazing. I mean, without that, I probably wouldn't have won the tournament because I could not get the walleye to turn on no matter what I tried. So um, just taking that technique and just ripping it um, so aggressively and basically, you know, can I say pissing them off? You know, just agitating them to no end, and then they finally just you know would would take the lure. So um, that's been a really neat uh, technique that I've added to to my
0: tackle box. Any more sub questions, Brad?
2: No, no,
0: I'm good. Okay, last question of Raptor Fire, Lisa. Okay. Your personal number one foolproof tip for catching more fish. Spend
1: the time. Spend the time fishing. Um, you know, a lot of people think, well, if I just go out one time, you know, I'm, I would hope to catch fish, but really you need to spend the time. Get out there. Uh, you know, try try casting, try trolling, um, try jigging. Uh, all three ways can can land you some fish. Um, and then just try different depths. I mean, that's always important as well. So, you know, if you're not catching 12 feet, try 6 or try 20.
2: Bonus point for sure. It was really good.
0: Thank you. There's a lot of information in that eight questions. Yeah. All right. Lisa, I gave you a homework assignment. You did. I asked you for your favorite fishing joke. Okay. Are you ready to impress Brad <laughs> further with your epic podcasting skills?
1: <laughs> Hopefully I don't mess this up. I'm not really good at joke telling. So okay, here goes. <laughs> already laughing at myself all right so one one time i went out fishing and i was down at the dock and uh you know I was, I was watching this little boy casting off the dock and there was a sign and it said no fishing and i thought this can't be good and i saw the fish my life officer come up and he's like son the little boy turned around he looks up at him and goes yes sir and he says the sign says no fishing and with the biggest, brownest eyes, he looks
2: up and he says, Officer, I'm just teaching my worms how to swim. Ah. <laughs> ah, it's way funnier than Jess's joke. <laughs> way funnier.
0: My joke would have been more appropriate for International Women's Day though. Oh yeah. What was your joke?
2: You'll have to listen to listen to episode one.
0: Okay. Got Which it. is out now. Okay. on apple podcasts and spotify
2: awesome tell so your you friends
0: go, tell your friends and okay. like subscribe and do all the things you need to do to,
2: to podcast. we want to be the best podcast on the internet okay
1: let's make that happen i'm gonna actually i when i post it i'm gonna write
0: that brad says <laughs> best podcast on the internet Lisa uh, where can people follow you find you and learn more
1: excellent well they can uh, find me on instagram at alberta roper girl on facebook at lisa roper outdoors and my website lisa roper outdoors
0: and youtube lisa roper outdoors awesome thank you for being on our podcast today Uh, thank you for having me please tune in next time to the made for memories podcast happy fishing